The following content is nigga tested, nigga approved. Start the show. Know, that's all that matters. That's all that fucking matters. Wow. Five out of five niggas love it. Especially the tested part of it. <laughs> <laughs> and by tested, I mean, you know, did some shots with us. They, that's will, they will test you. Yep. Uh, niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. And I am still amazed that we are already wearing shorts. All, <laughs> right off the rip, like th- really three days, three days after shit went down, we were already in shorts weather again. No time wasted whatsoever. My goodness, here is, we are. This is weird. Um, it is episode one twenty seven. One twenty seven. Wow, those numbers getting up there, man. Man, we're getting up there. I think we'll man, get, we'll get to episode one fifty before we get to episode one hundred, fam. <laughs> Y'all. I need y'all to act right. I need you niggas. The the numbers look real good. I don't know. They well, were, the numbers look better. They were creeping up last few days since y'all been outside. Oh, man. Because y'all got to stand all these fucking lines. Uh, y'all can't let these motherfuckers just restock <laughs> in the grocery stores. Y'all can't just sit somewhere in one place, man. Use Instacart, bro. A lot, of, a lot of good delivery services out there. I mean, I, I, and the, don't get me wrong. Even when things go back to normal, whatever normal is, um, I'm still using all that delivery shit. Oh, yeah. They got me. They got me, especially when I go back to work. Yeah, they had me before, but they that, really got me now. I, I can't argue with that. Go to work, have have my groceries at my at my house right when I get there. Yep. Man, oh, yeah. I, I can't I can't argue with that. Oh yeah. Um yeah, I just need y'all to act right. I just need y'all to act right Mm-mm. just a little bit. One of one of the uh the LA homies from one of the threads that I'm in made a good point last night. Because um, he said that traffic in LA right now is even higher than it was pre COVID. And his belief is people thought the pandemic ended when Biden got into office. And they're like, oh, we're good now. And, and you see, you see what your governor, your governor, Wheelchair Jimmy, <laughs> is saying. <laughs> he's saying that uh, he's he's uh, considering rolling back the mask mandate. Fuck. Already. Oh, man. We'll see, have a decision very soon. Every time we get something good going on, as far as public health and safety... Here goes here here goes Republican Professor Xavier to come pu- come fuck it up. <laughs> Fall down some fucking stairs. Oh man, I, I swear I hate this motherfucker. I can't wait to get this motherfucker out of. What do we got? Four years for him? Where, where's the gubernatorial? I don't know, man. Not soon enough. Not nearly soon enough. Um, at this point, I'm not gonna lie. Matthew McConaughey is going to be another Biden situation. If he's really serious <laughs> about this shit, which I don't know that he is, this is going to be another Biden situation. 
where, you know, we only voted for, some of y'all are forgetting this. We only voted for Biden. Yeah. We didn't vote for him because we liked him. We voted for him because he wasn't Trump. And I think some of y'all are losing sight of that. He still diet Trump. Yo, we we waiting on those waiting on those stimmy checks. Where's my two thousand dollars, Joe? We'll get into that, and white people must be stopped. Okay, but there there are some things to consider there. Um, how was your week, man? Better than the week before, I will say that. It just feels like a, a, a lost week. Um, I don't know. I was I was kind of in a daze for a lot of the week because I and I I didn't realize how much the week before with all the storm and all the other shit. Had taken out of me and out Agreed. of everyone around me. What about you? Uh, you know what? About the same. Because there was some writing that I was supposed to do. That I just did. Like the anxiety. I had to let the anxiety cool off from that winter storm and shit. Mm-hmm. And it's really starting to. It, it is Climate change is really fucked up. It's really starting to feel like. If you live on a coast. Mm-hmm. Usually on uh, in the south. On the East Coast, if you live on a coast, it is starting to feel like you're just going from being traumatized by one unprecedented weather event to the next. Yeah, yeah. and we it, just we just came off, you know, with Harvey, we came off of the largest amount of rainfall to hit American soil in recorded history, <laughs> and and now we've got like the biggest winter storm that's ever hit this region. Of the country ever, and now they're talking about they're talking about starting hurricane season sooner. They might as well just make it year round at this point. <laughs> like, just stay ready so you ain't got to get ready. Like, and and that, that's a and that's a serious discussion that my parents and I have been having. You know, with our respective homes, like let's just let's just assume that shit is going to be fucked up year round. If we don't have a hurricane, we're going to have a freeze. Let's just stay prepared and and. Just be ready. And everyone should be that way. I'm turning my vacation money into get the fuck out of here money. Where we like, gonna go? Shit. The, the, I'm, 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 if my guys at Space City warn me a week out, <laughs> I'm going to New York. Well. I'm going to New York. <laughs> I, yeah. shit, like this, shit like this doesn't happen in New York. And when it does, they seem to at least pretend to be prepared. They're used to being cold. We That's ain't. true, too. Um, so yeah, I'm, I, so I, it, it was a lot of me just letting the anxiety wear off. And part of that is through cooking. I, I'm getting more in, I'm getting more into taking cooking seriously and having healthy options in the house. All right. Chef, um, Chef Oz RD. You know, I'm trying, I'm trying. I did try to cook a pizza. Oh yeah. Uh, from ground up, um, some of y'all saw it on my Insta stories. Didn't turn out the way I envisioned it. Okay, cooking for bait pizza. Do what? Is that a cooking for bait pizza? No, it was just no. Nah, this is all cooking for Oz. <laughs> okay. Um, didn't turn out like I wanted it to. Um, but I'm practicing and I'm always looking up fun recipes and shit and trying to challenge myself. I'm not gonna give this all away, but as the pan, if the pandemic winds down, like I hope it does. Be be look be on the lookout for uh some cooking programming. Uh oh. Uh oh. If this pandemic winds down like I want it to. Um that's all I'm gonna say on that. Flowers. 
flowers go to Miss Natalie Cephas, uh, a former Amazon Applied Sciences manager, um, whose uh, whose expertise is in AI, I believe. Oh. Um, With AI, you <laughs> can fly. <laughs> Common is the best actor of all time. <laughs> um, basically, she wants to create a, a tech hub, a, a tech farm out of 12 uh, acres of vacant lots and derelict buildings in downtown Jackson, Mississippi, mm. according to Inc.com. I am all about this. I'm all about this because I think that, and, and again, I'm not... I'm not talking down on anybody for whatever their career path or their area of expertise is, but sometimes I think we don't. T- I, I think we don't put enough spotlight on uh, sciences and tech. Mm-hmm. And we're all and for us in the digital era, for us to always be talking about um, divesting from these white-owned. Uh, social media sites that censor us and so forth and so forth I think we have to take more time to invest in uh, the in the in the basic in the basic resources necessary to make that happen and I think we have to spend more time investing in the people mm-hmm. whose expertise is in the basic the, the, the basic necessities to make those things happen, right? It, it's time for us to really take a good look at um, investing in the in the um, in the manufacturing, so to speak, and um, you know, on the supply side of things, instead of Agreed. always you know being customers of things, um, being being invested in the actual development and infrastructure of these things that we patronize. So to see someone that's that's willing to set up something that's like a, I guess their own Silicon Valley is is exciting to see because it, it puts us on the supply side of things. Agreed. And uh puts us in control of, of everything that, that flows downstream from there. And I, I and that goes for a lot of sectors, man. Like everybody everybody wants to everybody wants to sell merch and everybody wants to sell T shirts. Nobody but there's nobody that looks like us that represents us that's on that other end controlling the, 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 the manufacturing and textiles and right and the and, yeah. the, and the, the the sweatshops and the and child the cost, labor oh sorry <laughs> and the cost of goods there we go that's what I was getting at <laughs> uh, learn that from working in a used bookstore there's a cost <laughs> of goods involved and shit um which brings which actually um which you know clap it go ahead let's go ahead and hit her with the air horns okay. um but that actually brings me to um our humans ain't shit, which is also tech related. Um, you know, like I said, we're always we're always talking about divesting from the big three, or at least, well, really nobody's talking about divesting from Instagram. More like Facebook and Twitter. Definitely, people are always talking about divesting from Facebook at the very least because they feel censored. I've amazingly enough in the years that I've been on Facebook. I have never been put in Facebook jail, which is amazing. Which is incredible. <laughs> there are people that say way less spicy shit than me. That are in Facebook jail all the fucking time. Well, Facebook knows your heart. <laughs> it's true. It's true. That's privilege. Um. So, 
for us to talk all this shit about divesting into black owned spaces we don't uh, we don't have a whole lot of black owned spaces unless y'all want to again i can't stress this enough let's get black planet popping again um but there's an app whose specialty for the past few years has been trying to get people to divest from facebook and it's called the cookout app uh how novel mm. my problem with the cookout app is is yet another one of these motherfuckers where you have to apply and get invited to use the cookout app uh... it seems very invested i got ice in my mouth guys i'm sorry um it seems very invested in creating a sense of exclusivity. I think in 2021, when we are supposed to be uniting, when Black Lives Matter and you've seen people from all walks of life come together to be represented, to be counted, you've seen people from all walks of life in the black community um, uniting for specific purposes to survive these trying times, exclusivity seems like the weirdest goddamn thing on the planet. I, I just, from a from a business standpoint, I just don't understand the the point of anyone limiting the the upside of their business by limiting their audience to only a certain segment. Now, granted, there are certain quote unquote luxury brands, yeah, that you know all they have to do is raise the price on something, and you only got rich people that can that can buy into it. But that is what it is. But something like this, a social media app where you actually have to apply and be evaluated for entry, to me screams of classism and screams of supremacy. Yes, a form of supremacy. If if the if the face of the cookout were a group of white guys. And they were saying we're only allowing certain people to come in. Um, y'all would be screaming white supremacy all over the place. Um, they're a values-based community, so our values of Afrocentricity, accountability, and authenticity guide every interaction on the app. Okay, I happen to take a quick look at their community guidelines. So this is their code of conduct. Now remember, this this is an app that is trying to. Um, Bring in the best and the brightest of our community uh, into a platform where they could be supported and, and I guess, a safe space from the prying eyes of, of everybody else. Rule number one is don't be a dick. Rule number two, don't do illegal things. Rule number three, no members under 18. I can fuck with that. Now, rule number four says we will not save you from a well-earned drag, period, and do not believe in tone policy policing wait dragging someone is very much tone policing so you're, you're going to again remember what they said on the front page all these values that they uphold but then in their community guidelines they talk about dragging where's the where are the values in dragging where are the values in dragging and what do we exactly do we call tone policing right because some of you motherfuckers are rude some of you motherfuckers are hella rude. And if you're being rude, I'm going to tell you you're being rude. And I don't think that's tone policing. 
Just because I'm just because I'm on the side of a thing that you don't like. So let's get real about that. I think and there's not enough breakdown there about what tone policing consists of. No, I mean there there is well. Oh look, and then there's an ethics code. Yeah, scroll. There's a, yeah. There's, there's an ethics. There's an ethics code. Oh, I mean, there's a bunch of shit before that, but there's a, there's a lot going on here. Graphic violence and sexual content. Keep it real is one of the community guidelines, y'all. We are here to create meaningful connections. Not become toxic social media junior, which, again, dragging is. So that's that's my you thing. Could be on the right side of an argument and still be toxic. And and not to spend too much time on this one app, but this the the problem that I have with it is. I understand what they're going for. They they want a place where they can they can basically you want an echo chamber. Is is right. basically what you're trying to build, an echo chamber. Um because regardless of what you feel like you're getting away from with Facebook or Instagram or anything else, you're still going to have a community in which people disagree with each other. You will have a community in which people will take umbrage to what other people say and and there'll be even you put it out there, there'll be dragging, there'll be all kinds of, of foul shit that'll happen on there. Um, on the surface, you guys have the same community guidelines as everybody else. Um, you know, Facebook doesn't like, um, you know, they don't like transphobia or, or homophobia. They don't um, like graphic violence or anything like that. It's all the same shit. You just want it. You just want a space that limits your audience to a carefully curated echo chamber of what you want. That's going to eventually buy things. Yes. Let's let, let's call it what it is. If it and and I'm and I'm not knocking anybody trying to make money, but let's call it what it is. Eventually, you want to monetize your format. Eventually, mm-hmm. you want someone to invest in it, and you're hoping that you curated your following enough that it's one of these people in, in here that ends up becoming some VC, mm-hmm. and you and you, so you you want to be basically create the kind of investor that you that you want to eventually pay you. Um, other than that, this is just more proof that wokeness hashtag woke is dead is just another cool kids table. And y'all are just trying to y'all are just trying to refine on the digital frontier a safe space for your cool kids table. And safe spaces are just not a thing on the internet anymore. No. Maybe they've never been. The only safe space for you is off the internet. <laughs> it's it's starting to look that way. Yeah. It's starting to look that way. I I mean and again, not to spend too much time railing on this app. I just I don't see the virtue I don't see the virtue in creating because we always talk about Wakanda and we always talk about building a black nation and nowadays we always use Wakanda as an, as an example. I don't see any I don't see any country clubs in Wakanda. I mean, there there might be. There but, might be. But the, all I saw was a bunch of oh, uh, and, and even you saw T'Challa, and you saw people with T'Challa walking the streets freely with everybody else. Mm-hmm. You saw 
so right there you see people of different classes all congregating in the same in the same place. Yep. Grant, it's not like you saw a bunch of niggas walking up and down through the through the castle, mind you, through the palace, sure. Uh but that's the military thing is a whole other issue. Uh, you know. But you saw people out together freely. Wakanda also didn't appear to have social media. <laughs> Wakanda also did not have social media. This is also true. So, I, I will give you that. So people are out there, and we're talking about a fictional country, but people are out there living real lives, um, apparently sharing. I mean, and they, and mind you, they, they, they had tribes, so there was a bit of tribalism. They had their own share of issues. But, I mean, you know, y'all, y'all are trying to find this idealized version of a world that does not exist. Plus, Wakanda had vibranium. You niggas ain't got shit. Plus, Wakanda had their own had their own piece of land in Africa, all to themselves. And we have to get out. Of, and the the thing about building a black nation, and the thing about building a quote unquote Wakanda that we have to get out of the mindset of, is that we're gonna that, that some of these things that we're divided by, because a lot of the things that we're divided by are how we approach being black. In a in a a, a a melting pot of a country, mm-hmm. how we approach being black in a quote unquote integrated country, we kind of don't have to worry about that. And the kind of place that y'all want to build in y'all's heads, if we're all together and it's all just us, a lot of shit that we argue about as far as race and how we interact with other people won't matter. We wanted to argue about that shit because it's just us. Now, there will be shit that we probably will have to argue about. But it's not going to be anything to a point where someone's not going to, where, where we're going to start, where we should have to start excluding people. Mm-hmm. And that's the and that's the problem is that the people holding the microphone, the people that are holding the biggest microphones who want to build this black nation, half the people we fuck with and half the people that got us to where we are wouldn't be invited. True. And what the fuck is the point of that? Just something to think about. Hmm. Just something to think about. I don't know shit about shit. Hmm. Um, song of the week. Uh, song of the week is from Moonchild's 2019 album, um, which was fantastic. I heard it. I I heard it most recently on Queen Sugar. Um, the music, the the music super, who I think is still Michelle Indegacello. Um, wonderful, so wonderful selections from her. Um, the, it man, I, I gotta tell you, we don't give these music supervisors enough credit. <laughs> yeah, wasn't Rafael Sadiq the music supervisor on uh, Insecure, Insecure for a few for a few seasons? Yeah. Um, we don't get we don't get that enough credit because these song selections and just the vibe just the vibe they give and just diversifying people man i nowadays you i remember new york undercover yep we didn't have you know we didn't have the internet when new york undercover was a thing right you just had to know them songs yeah you know um nowadays you gotta have your shazam on cue on deck because <laughs> you're gonna hear something hot and it's gonna put you on to something and to quote my man DJ Macedonia uh, from uh, uh, both sides of the surface. The more you do, 
um, the more you dig, the more you find. Mm-hmm. So just keep diversifying your shit. And um, also, keep listening to this podcast. Um, <laughs> so, um, Song of the Week is Strength by Moonchild. Pour yourself something, get comfortable. We're going to have a great show. We'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go.
And that was Strength by Moonchild. Strength. That's a vibe. You know. Nice little mellow joint. I'm a I'm a fan of a of a nice vibe with a acoustic guitar. Can't go wrong. Mm. Um if you like any of the songs you're hearing on this program, uh and you are a Apple or Spotify listener, type in go to your search go to your search bar and type in Opinions While Black Featured Music and we will bring you to a playlist featuring most of the songs that we have featured on this podcast uh we got all kinds of shit um ari lennox drake well, summer walker not drake well maybe not drake damn <laughs> well they can't stop us from putting it on the playlist that's true that's true um shit um <laughs> by the way by the way I not really that. a drake watch but if you've been paying attention to your insta stories six guys have been posting a lot more uh. I feel it. Mm-hmm. I feel it. It's warming up. Yeah. It's warming up. Stupid niggas are going to go outside again. <laughs> Certified lover boy is coming. <sighs> I'm just saying. Anyway, follow our playlist. We update every week uh, as we update this show. Um, and uh, I guess we can get into what's been going on this week. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. We missed it. La- I missed it last week. I did not talk about it last week. I can't believe that I have a platform and I did not recognize um, the end of Daft Punk. That's right. After 28 years, yeah, Daft Punk has called it quits. It's a long time. It's a long time, man. Hey, that's a retirement, y'all. That's not a breakup. That's a retirement. <laughs> Big facts. We'll have it. We, it, it it's okay for a, for a, for artists who have put in the work over so much time to go. You know what? I think I've said it all. Yep. I said all I want to say. Period. I think that's fine. And um, they, I, I mean, and I said this like I said this about like I said this about with my with my father passing. I said, I you know this week, this year I said goodbye to my, I said goodbye to my best friend as he is, uh, leaving the country to improve children's lives and shit. I don't have any bad memories with Daft Punk. I don't have any bad memories of mutant. Daft Punk changed the way I look at music. Daft Punk changed the way I look at and, and you know the way you look at music is eventually the way you look at art. Mm-hmm. Changed my mind about a lot of things. And I would not be listening to the type of music that I listen to and the type of music that I introduce you guys to if it were not for these two motherfuckers. My heart is full. Yeah. And I encourage you, in anybody saying their goodbyes, anybody saying Viacondia, put all those good memories in your heart and be able to say, My heart is full. It doesn't make goodbyes easier. But it's a it's a way to continue on with a positive thought in your head. Absolutely. Um, Daft Punk, Random Access Memories is still one of my favorite albums of all time. Honestly, I think these motherfuckers, since we don't know who they were under those masks anyway, I think they need to just pass the mantle down. 
Just give just give the mask to two other motherfuckers, and we never know the difference. Give it to Chad and Hugo. <laughs> Pharrell and Chad. They can go for another 30 years. They're like, damn, they've been around for 150 years. I mean. They live forever. First of all, Pharrell is immortal anyway. Yeah. So, we just give both masks to him, and we will never know the difference. Um. I you know I you know I could have played a, I think I played a Daft Punk song in this program I played Game of Love that's yeah. what it was favorite Daft Punk song um, Tron Legacy is one of my favorite s- score soundtracks um, I don't have and they've done everything man they've scored they scored movies they've worked with everybody they worked with the fucking weekend I can't imagine what that's like to be anonymous. And working with a coke addict? <laughs> I don't think he knew the difference. Facts. I don't think... To this day, I don't think he even knows Daft Punk came and went. <laughs> he just knows that record got made. Nice. <laughs> shit. That was featuring Daft Punk? I worked with that? Oh, I did, didn't I? Damn. Okay. All right. Well, well, fuck it. Uh, so... Uh, God, I, I put on this list of stuff to talk about. I put rest in peace, Daft Punk. But Godspeed, Daft Punk. Yeah, it's a retirement. It's a retirement. Y'all don't owe us shit, man. Um, Charlemagne versus Lakeith Stanfield. This is still going on. <laughs> Somebody actually did bring up, they were like, so I assume y'all are going to talk about Charlemagne and Lakeith. Okay. So, Charlemagne the God has fired off another salvo in the ongoing back and forth between him and Atlanta slash Judas and the Black Messiah star Lakeith Stanfield. <sighs> okay, where to start with this? Um, I guess recently he was doing an interview with Daniel... Uh, well, Charlemagne was doing an interview with Daniel Kaluuya. Mm-hmm. Who again has been doing really good press for this movie? Yeah, um, I think this is the most vocal we've ever heard Daniel Kaluuya. Probably so, consistently, because this is really the first time that he's been a lead. He didn't do this much press for Get Out. No. He didn't do this pr- much I press for Black Panther. Uh, did you hear? On a quick side note, did you hear that he was not invited to the premiere of Get Out? That was a, that was a story recently. Really? He was not invited. I shit you not. By black ass Jordan Peele? Correct. Did they misspell his name? (laughs) Let me find out Allison Williams was there. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, um, Charlemagne was asking about Lakeith's uh, part in the movie. And he was asking about um, the fact that you know, uh, you know, Lakeitha said he had to t- go to therapy for that role, mm-hmm. and th- being in that character's mind was a lot to take on. Yeah, because which that, is fair. Yeah, and, and part of the the complexity of that character is that um, you know this 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 character had to ingratiate himself to Fred Hampton and win his trust, only to betray him, like the ultimate betrayal and death to destroy him. Correct and. and you know, Lakeith said that that's because that's so contrary to his nature and he dives into his characters the way that he does. It was very tough for him, you know, even in the, the pivotal scene where he's preparing the concoction that would render 
Fred Hampton unconscious, like a lot of the stuff that wasn't even included in the film, but he still had to go through the motions of it really hit him. And so then that's when Charlemagne asked uh, Daniel Kaluuya, you know, <laughs> seeing, you know, the way that both of you guys were engrossed in your roles in that movie. Um, do you look at Lakeith a different way? Basically. And he said, he basically said, uh, Lakeith, he said Lakeith was born to play that role. Yeah. Which was super shady considering that Bill O'Neill was a rat. Yeah. Um, and everybody, you know, Daniel Kaluuya was not taking the bait at all. Yeah. Um, he he said, handled it very classy. He said, no, no, no. He said, we're not doing that. We're not doing we're that. Not doing that, bro. Um, and he, and he, he was prepared mm-hmm. because by the time he even got the joke out, yeah, Daniel Kaluuya was like, "So you still, so y'all, y'all still on that shit?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, basically, now it, a lot of the, a lot of the, the a lot of the blogs and a lot of the outlets would have you believe that this is all about Lakeith Stanfield going on the Breakfast Club one time, and he spit some bars, and Charlemagne said they were whack. I don't know why we're still trying to impress Charlemagne. To go- Charlemagne's not a rapper. Why are we still? Tr- why are we still trying to uh, American idol ourselves to to people on mainstream terrestrial radio? Radio is fucking washed. Let's be let's 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 start there. Let's start there and be honest about that. Why are we still trying to ingratiate ourselves to an outdated mode of content? I I I, I know that people I know that people find entertainment value in in Charlemagne the God, I, and I can understand why. I I just cannot for the life of me get over the fact that he's basically I mean he's Wendy Williams like to me. Correct. And, I, and I, I've I've never again, I know that a lot of people like Wendy Williams and they, they like to, you know, listen to her mess and her salaciousness. But I just can't get into them like that. They 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 both especially Charlemagne just, just seem like very fragile people who who cover up their insecurities by just talking cash money shit about other people. And for someone like Charlemagne, who's always talking about the value of therapy and therapy this and therapy that with his little stupid ass lith, you know, for someone who's who's struggling publicly with their mental health, you would think that he would have more compassion with Lakeith and, and realize that a lot of things that he says about him might be triggering. You, you know, and there was one point where he was like, you know, well, Lakeith said this, that and a third about me and I didn't respond to it. But, you know, when he was on Instagram, you know, with a gun to to a picture of, of my face, you know, that's some, that's some other shit. First of all, let's keep it real. As much as I support anybody advocating for mental health, let's not pretend that every nigga that ever got caught cheating doesn't turn around and plead mental health. Mm. And let's not pretend that Charlemagne didn't first come out and admit to cheating on his wife and then all of a sudden he was a mental health advocate so take that however you want yeah uh moving forward moving forward from that point um Lakeith Lakeith over the years has had a very has had a very good point 
in that he is very much advocated and he's never changed his mind about this that outlets like the breakfast club shade room baller alert are very anti-black are very anti-black and coonish and yes charlamagne started pointing out all these ways in which he felt that lakeith was cooning to the white man but let's call it what it is people People are going to Lakeith Stanfield's content for very different reasons than they're going to Charlemagne's content. That is correct. I don't give a I don't give a fuck what he said in a fucking interview compared to what I to compared to how you Charlemagne the God treated Kaylani when she was promoting her album. Mm. And caping for YG cheating and being basically emotionally abusive to her. Mm. I don't care about what Lakeith Stanfield said on Instagram one time and his reach compared to the reach that you have not only not only as a employee of a content of a content creating network, but now as a CEO of a content cre- of a content creating program yourself who has way more reach and has the use of other people's reach mm-hmm. to spread fuck shit you're you're an accomplished uh Wall Street Times best-selling writer your reach is different than Lakeith Stanfield's I'm not saying that he doesn't also ha- that he doesn't also have great power and great responsibility. I'm saying that yours is different. When yours is speaking to people in a very different and direct way and on a daily basis. And every day. And also on the flip side that y'all He's, and also I'm not to okay. cut you off. He also just out of content, out of his content alone, takes up way more airtime than Lakeith Stanfield. Yes, absolutely. So let's 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 put that out there. Also, if if Lakeith has any friends out there, y'all y'all need to watch out for your boy, please. Please take care of him. Honestly, because this isn't the first time that he's been seemingly dangerous on social media. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 just afraid that it's not going to end well for him if if I don't know. I don't know what y'all got to do, but y'all got to I got to look out for your boy cuz I feel like the wrong people are in his ear. I'm pretty sure. I we talked about that too. Yeah. With the whole uh um uh pill possible pill abuses thing. Yeah. I think the wrong people are in his ear. I think there are people that are in his ear for, uh, from the perspective of people who make money off of him. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Because any given person you see in the public eye that is a celebrity on his level, a lot of people make a lot of money off of them at any time in the day. Mm-hmm. And they're going to protect their investment. Um, so, yeah, I do worry about his mental health sometimes. But having said all that, he's not wrong. I feel like what the Breakfast Club does is corrosive, is hella corrosive to the culture. I feel like it is a it is a more entertaining and slightly diluted version of what Shade Room and Baller Alert do, which is um, capitalize off of um, posting black people at their absolute worst moments. Yeah. 
and it and it wouldn't even and it wouldn't even be a thing if Lakeith Stanfield were the, weren't the only one. He's not the only one saying this. Cardi B has been saying this for years. I'm convinced that she ever sees them, uh, the the EIC from uh, Shade Room. It's on site. Um, there are a few people who have talked numerous times about how damaging these blogs are. Jordan Woods, um, who finds herself in the center in the center of these blogs a lot of times, was like, "Look, Shade Room can fix their comment section, but they gotta fix their content too, because the content because the content the the comment section is only a symptom." Of the content that they consistently put out and consistently benefit from. So I'm always going to side on the side of the people being maligned constantly yeah. by the media. I, and don't, don't get me wrong. I support the media and I support, I support new media as a new media content creator. But at the same time... Uh, I, at the same time, I also support the fact that some people, when you reach a certain reach, you have a certain responsibility, or maybe you don't, but you can't pretend like, but you can't pretend like people are just saying these things about you in a void. If you don't want to have that responsibility, then don't have that responsibility, but don't be surprised when there's a backlash based on what you say and do out here. Um, you know, so that's really all I got to say about that. Bobby Schmurter's out. Bobby Schmurter got released from prison. Okay, so the hat came back down. <laughs> he came back and caught the hat. Um, I didn't know. So, <clears throat> Bobby Schmurter kind of came and went for me, and I didn't know a lot about him Uh, be- at the time before he went to prison. Yeah. Um, so I didn't, so at, at first I was very judgmental of everybody cheering for somebody going to prison for something that they were guilty of. Um, cause we still got to have a long talk about free Wayne and free boozy. Um, but, um, the things I did know about him, I knew he was, I knew he was one of these niggas that is every, all the rappers talk about being about the streets. Bobby Schmurter was really out here in these fucking streets. And I came to learn that he was doing time for someone. He was doing time to keep someone else out of prison. That's, I mean, that's at least what I'm, yeah, the, the he, gist of it. He, um, hold on a second, because he was, I was trying to remember, yeah, felony criminal possession of a weapon. Um, blah blah blah. Or he could have sold somebody out. Yeah, he he pleaded guilty, and he 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 didn't. Apparently, he didn't sell anybody out. You know, he had to he had to serve his time. Okay. Um, fair enough. You know, it is what it is. Fair enough. Streets are the streets. Like I say, I'm always weird about the whole code of streets thing, as far as snitching and all that shit. But if that's the case, I'm happy he's out. He did his time. He paid his debt. And um, I don't know. I don't know what the music's gonna sound like. <laughs> um, I mean, he had one song. <laughs> the, the the thing about it, 
I don't know if the labels yeah. are going to look at him the same, though. No, they're, they're not. I mean, because it's been, what, four or five years since that time. And he's been, like 26, I think, now. Yeah, and there's a whole generation that's come and gone even since the time that he's been in there. Um, New York has always starved for someone to bring back New York. And Bobby, and that's one of the big reasons why Bobby, you know, free Bobby Schmurter was such a big thing because New York wanted to put someone on their back. New York, you guys would never be on top again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, no, no, we we got to have this talk with him. God damn it. We got to have this talk with him. Man. Like, y'all have been looking, y'all have been looking for someone, for someone to save New York for like 20 years. But the people that I don't think it's them. I think it's the people that take that mantle and capitalize on that thirst. Because I was just watching the Takashi documentary, and him and Nine Trey and Treyway swore they were they were uniting they were uniting New York. It's not happening, y'all. <laughs> y'all, just stop. Just stop. We were talking about before before we were recording about. Um, about uh, you know Bobby Smurda's little tryout session with a label where he was tap dancing on the table. Yep. You know, in a, in a room full of executives, and they were just like, "Thank you. Could you bug out your eyes a little bit more?" Perfect, perfect, perfect. <laughs> and they gave him that deal, and then he went to jail, and the label basically just forgot about him. Supposedly. Now the thing is, here's what look, y'all. When people get deals, I just want y'all to remember this. When people get deals. And the deals are announced for a certain amount of money. That's not money going into their pocket. That's a budget that the label is giving them and saying, hey, we're giving you $10 million because we feel like you're going to make this money back plus more. Bobby Schmurter went to jail most likely still owing the label money. Guaranteed. So even when he comes out, that label is going to be like, hey, welcome back. Uh... Just still got an know. album on your contract. A couple things have changed, but you still owe us money. So make it happen. Probably got another. Probably got an album or two on that contract. It's gonna happen. They just want their money. They just they just want a return on their investment. Um, but again, happy he's out. <clears throat> uh, hope he finds a way out of that. Um, I did want to touch on okay. So, Ivy Park. Now, you know they dropped their new shit? Mm-hmm. Icy Park? Icy Park. Yeah. Correct. I think, I, I, think, I, I think Gucci was helping sell that a little bit. Could not avoid the advertisements, but yes. <laughs> um, so, here's my problem. Well, maybe not a problem, but here's the thing that makes me raise an eyebrow about Ivy Park. Ivy Park, I think, for me, what little I know about fashion... It feels like it's still trying to find its identity as far as who this is for. Like with Fenty, they make it very clear when they market it to you who this is for. They made it very clear to me. Hey, we got some big nigga shit. Not only do we have shit for niggas, we got shit for big niggas. And I, they got me. They got me. Um, in this case, I'm unclear. So, whenever I hear about Ivy Park, it's usually when celebrities are receiving a large box with a large wardrobe. Mm -hmm. 
full of Ivy Park. Reese Witherspoon, Megan. Guap Dad 4000. <laughs> you know, all the, just, just, just the whole laundry list of people, usually that Beyonce probably fucks with. And that, you know, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure Ellen has some Ivy Park. Mm-hmm. But then, once I see it on social media, I tried this as an experiment, and I went to the website. It was all sold out. Oh yeah, of course. all of it. Yeah, immediately. Well, that's. That... I'm learning that once you go, I'm learning that once you see something on social media, it's probably too late. Yeah. Well, from from what I can see with with Fenty versus Ivy Park, they they have two different approaches to retail. Um, Fenty appears to be more about accessibility and inclusivity. So Fenty appears to be more about I'm creating a lifestyle brand for people who otherwise don't have access to this type of stuff. And that's why you can see, you know, there's there's a wide range of products and there are a wide range of sizes and body types that it fits. And Lizzo's looking mad good in this shit. And if you, you know, and if you get on it in time, It'll be available for you, for the most part. Correct. Um, it will sell out, but not not immediately, because the, the point of it is to make it accessible to people. Right. Ivy Park seems to use the same business model that, that affects a lot of people in sneaker culture, and that what drives interest in the brand itself is the name behind the brand. Um, Adidas knows that Ivy Park is going to sell because... Beyonce stands are going to buy whatever she puts out. Correct. And they're going to buy it as, as quickly as they can, just like sneakerheads do Jordan drops. Like whenever that sneakers app, you know, powers up at nine o'clock on a Sunday, on a Saturday, we already know you got, you got two seconds to put in your order to maybe get a chance to get these Jordans that are dropping. Same way with Ivy Park. Like they're, they're not incented to make it available to everyone. And the reason why they give it to celebrities is because they want to drive up the interest in it because they know the amount that they have on tap to sell is going to sell out in five minutes and they're going to make X amount of profit from it. They don't have to overproduce it. They don't have to make more than necessary. They know if we make this number of pieces of whatever, right, it's going to sell out. So there are two different mindsets that go into selling Ivy Park and, and Fenty. And the reason why it can be confusing is because it's not, they don't care whether or not you or everyone has access to it. They want fans of the brand to compete for it. That's what drives up interest in the brand. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, fair enough. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the hive is going to fight for it. They want anything that she puts out. Anything. Having said that, it's probably all academic. I'm probably not wearing any of that shit. Nah. Because the 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 quote unquote gender neutral Ivy Park shit, at least this latest rollout with the Icy Park, hideous. Hideous. I niggas ain't wearing niggas ain't wearing anything adjacent to latex or nylon. That noise when you walk <laughs> is like nails on chalkboard, fam, and ain't nobody taking that L. It's about to be too hot for all that anyway. It's about to be way too fucking hot. It got hot way faster than niggas expected. 
Jack Frost came through and blew one good and one more good time. Yep. He was like, I'm out. And said, fuck this groundhog. It's 2021. It's whatever. Um, so yeah, um, like I said, I'm probably not rocking none of that shit. That shit just I don't know. That shit look crazy and it, it there's I'm glad that big nigga sizes are becoming available, but there are some clothes. Where as they go into big nigga sizes, they look crazy. Mm. Um, let me also say that I'm I'm glad for the representation because I can't stress this enough. I've said this on a podcast or two before. Very commonly, clothes that are deemed marketed towards plus size people over the years before Rihanna and Beyonce came along are categorically hideous. And I guarantee you, none of them have been developed by big niggas. Not one. No. Cause, or else they would know better. Big niggas ain't rocking none of it. Why do you always try to put us in fucking layers? It's hot. You see us with the fucking sweat rag all the time, bro. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with y'all? Y'all always trying to put us in fucking layers. Y'all always trying to put a shirt over a fucking shirt. Hey, you gotta have that undershirt game strong. Give me, give me one. And see, I and I'll do the undershirt game on my own. Give me a fucking shirt that looks good, that fits well over the shoulders. That's it. That's it. I guess they're telling us we got to get in the gym, huh? Man, and I'm in the. And don't get me wrong, I'm in the gym. In the meantime, you do your fucking job. <laughs> Until I get where I gotta get. You know what I'm saying? I, you know what? And I was just, and you know, I was just on a post. I think it was a click the comments post where they were like, um, "Do men? Uh, men? When was that? When was the last time you went to a wedding? Do men go to weddings? I have never been to a wedding. Really? I have never been to a wedding. Wow. Um, I've been to a bachelor party, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> Can't talk about that. Yeah. No. No. I know the code, Kenya Moore. Um uh you and Bolo. Um th- No, I've been to a bachelor party, I've never been to a wedding. And as the time went on, I don't want to go to a fucking wedding. I've been invited. I could not make it at the time because uh my job was in a point that would allow me to do so, uh, to take the time off. But uh, as, as time went on, I didn't want to go to weddings because I don't look good in suits. And let me tell you one of the great American lies. One of the great American lies that women tell. No, it's not a lie that women tell. It's a lie that is marketed to them. It's not women's fault. It's a lie that's marketed to them. That, that, that suits for men are like lingerie for women and just immediately makes them sexy. This is a lie. Well, I'm told the niggas that y'all like to look at on television look good in them. Me in a tuxedo looks way different than Ludacris or Tyrese or any of these other niggas that have nothing to do but work out all day. I don't know. I'm I'm told I'm told that a well tailored suit, you know, does make. A man look good. I've never when I tell you when I tell you you hear it every day. I hear it every day, not every day, but I hear it all the time. That oh man, 
a nigga in a nigga in a suit. Oh my god. Fuck the shit out of him and suck his dick. I don't know. I think um, you, I think you should try a tailored suit once just to see if if, if I it, have. Uh, let me tell you okay. something. Anytime I've ever been in a suit You look like you look like a bodyguard. <laughs> Look like a bodyguard. People start showing their IDs at the door wherever yeah, you are. Yeah, <laughs> you look like oh, you look like a bodyguard. You look like a fucking deacon. All the all the shit. I ain't never had a woman look at me in a suit and go, "Yeah, I'd suck his dick." No, it's a lie. It's the great is the is one of the great Black American lies. It's a lie. The <laughs> niggas that y'all like to look at on television look good in suits. That is a way different thing from regular niggas looking good in suits. It's a lie. Gotta it's hit, a lie. Got to hit that gym. Uh, well, I mean, it's it's happening. It, don't get me wrong; it's happening. There are results to be had. There are results being had, and there are results to be had. But we're gonna to be continued on that one. We don't um, need to be wearing them Western suits anyway. You know what I'm saying? My ancestors didn't die for that shit. You know what I'm saying? You're going you're going off of a European doctrine. What would Doctor Umar Johnson say? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I never seen Doctor Umar in no fucking suit, mostly because. He probably can't afford one. I don't think he can afford one. Um, I don't think they make sizes for walruses. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Um. Do we believe that Barack Obama punched a dude in the face? Uh... For those of you that don't know what we're talking about, Barack Obama told a story or something where uh, apparently in school when he was young, and I think maybe in high school or something, mm-hmm. somebody called him a coon, and he broke and, and he and he broke the white dude's nose. I popped him in the face. Um, called me a coon. He kind of got dragged a little bit, where people didn't exactly believe it, and, and maybe, I said, "No, you don't say stuff like that about me." Maybe he was maybe he was gassing. Look, I know and I know old niggas tend to hype up stories of shit that happened to them. I don't think in 2021 where niggas just ran up and beat the fuck out of a, uh, what's the white boy's name? Uh, Richard uh, Sherman. Hip hip. Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman. Is that his name? Richard Sherman? That That's was, a football player. You're right. Richard Spencer. Richard Spencer. Sorry, Richard Sherman. <laughs> yeah, I, I ain't punching. I ain't punching Richard Sherman. Fuck that. Cornerback with flared nostrils. <laughs> I ain't fighting him. Um, the I don't think that that's a fantastic enough story to lie about. Let's be real, especially y'all. while he's not in office. Let's be real, y'all. Any 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 black American, um, no matter your background, no matter your temperament, um, if you've ever been in a situation where a person unlike you has called you a very untoward name. Th- for many of us, it's it's just reaction. The reaction is hip hip. Correct. Call me the wrong word. Call me a coon. Call me nigga. Call me whatever. Hip hip. Sorry, that it. Uh, my hand just flew. Right. It's it's just a reaction. It's very conceivable that yes, uh, Obama did sock the guy in the mouth yeah. for calling me a coon. And also, let's not act like. Obama doesn't have an ongoing record of of before his political career began being a nigga. Right. Y'all saw that college picture of him with the fucking pimp hat on. Come on, man. 
You know, Barry. Barry. That nigga got weed smoking lips. Light skinned Barry was out there pulling. Y'all, y'all know what he was doing out there. You know, this doesn't come into question. And let me tell you something. This also didn't come into question for Michelle Levon Robinson from the South Side <laughs> of Chicago. She. Yeah. She knocked the bitch out. I know it. She's probably knocked Barry out a couple times. Oh, for sure. Just, oh, for get, sure. Get. I'll break. She did. She pulled. She was at uh. Halle Berry and Boomerangs. I'll break your fucking neck. <laughs> Look at that bitch again. One more time. I'm the most powerful man in the world. All right. Be the most powerful man in the world with a fucking limp. <laughs> you know what's, what's crazy is like for all the for all the shit they talk about Obama, uh, you know, and what he did or didn't do when he was in office, there's not a single person in Congress or any other, uh, in Congress that could whoop his ass. No, no, none of them. Nobody could whip his ass. None of them. That was always the drama is that these people talked to and about this man like they had hands. Yeah. And not one of them do. No, not a single one. And you, 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 man, you know, you know, Obama talks that shit. You know, he's, he's scuffed a couple times because he talks too much shit now. Like, I, I remember he was on the Deezus and Miro thing and he was snapping back and forth at them like, man. You know Obama's too snappy for him to not have fired back on people a couple times. One hundred percent. You already know, man. Y'all saw how that nigga. Y'all saw how that nigga shot that basketball. Y'all. It's what I do. There's no black man that has grown up in 1960s, 70s, or 80s America that has not swung on someone. Not at all. Call him something. Not at all. But let's see. Barack Obama is closing in on. He's about to be sixty. Closing in on sixty. So that means, let's see, he was in his 30s in the 80s. Shit, no, not no, even in the in the 90s. In the ni- Oh hell no. In the in the in the post crack era? Yeah. No, nah, he fucked the nigga up. I know he did. Yeah. He definitely fucked the nigga up. Nigga yeah. was smoke. I'm telling you, nigga, uh, a crackhead came at him the wrong way on the train. I know what the fuck happened. No, y'all ain't y'all ain't gonna y'all ain't gonna convince me. Y'all not going to convince me that Barack Obama is a bitch <laughs> while, while on Snowpiercer trying to convince me that David Diggs got hands. Big Bird's friend. <laughs> Big Bird friend from the DoorDash commercial. That nigga ain't put his hands on nobody day in his life. <laughs> I like David Diggs. But y'all ain't gonna convince me that he got hands of Barack Hussein Obama don't. Fuck out of here. But if somebody calls the V Diggs a nigga, he is gonna swing on them. I, I do believe he might swing. Okay, he might swing. Does he have hands? I don't nah. know. It, will he swing? Yes. I do. I do. <laughs> you you can't you can't be in Hamilton and swing and not swing. That was probably a prerequisite. Lynn probably got hands. True. Well. And I know that's not fair. Uh, to to say a non-black ain't got a non-black got hands, and he a black also man said, do- but he also said he got dumped in the trash can in high school. So I don't know. Lynn did, yeah. Oh shit. Oh that's oh that's why he got that's why he got that's why he had to get swaggy as a grown man. Yeah, that's why. I see what the <laughs> fuck happened now. Oh, okay, I, I I vibe with my I vibe with my man Lynn a little harder after that. Okay, yeah. that's fair. All right, I I got you. I'll take it. Um, Columbus Short is back in the news. For some reason. Uh, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Uh, yeah. Uh, Harrison from Scandal um, has resurfaced to let us know 
that uh, back when they were dating and fucking, Britney Spears' parents uh, called him a nigger. Wait, he used to mess with Britney? Yeah, he used to be a backup dancer for her. And apparently they were dating at one point. I did not know that. Um, this tracks actually because Columbus Short likes what Columbus Short is has an affinity for uh the white woman. Okay, and uh, there was a I, I, there was a good time in her career where Britney Spears had a fat ass. So I think that goes together. I I I buy it. I buy it. She, I buy it she, for had, now. she had a decent shape. She did have a decent shape. We'll say that. She okay. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. We can't disrespect. No, 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 like no, no. Hers what? No, she had big titties. That's what it was. She had big titties back in the day. She had decent. They, 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 they. She, you know, it was a phase. She was very young, so I will not comment. I, she that. was older than me at the time, so okay. I, so I, I'm, I'm okay. She was older than me. Um. So yeah, apparently, he remembers her crying on the phone. On speakerphone, while her parents—I know she did not indicate mom or dad, <laughs> probably both, most likely both—said, "I can't believe you are quote fucking that nigger." Wow. Now, there's no recording of this. Wow. There's no recording of this. There's only there's only there there's only his word. We probably will never hear about this from Brittany. And the parents have denied it. Of course they would. Especially out after the shit show they just got through. Uh, unassing her father from from basically all her rights as a human. Um, but I will say this. Is it plausible? Britney Jean Spears is from Louisiana. And not the rich part. Not at all. <laughs> no. Uh, do I believe this occurred? Do I believe this had the capacity to occur? One hundred percent, without reservation. I, I, her, her family, her family, the old, the older part of her family looks like they say nigga twice a day to keep their teeth white. Yes, one hundred percent. Um, the real question for me is, did Columbus Short stop fucking her after? Absolutely not. No, absolutely no. not. No, we we covered this last week, y'all. <laughs> as far as deal breakers go, <laughs> we are used to, and we 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 walk into interracial situations with the expectation that the generation before you has no problem calling us niggers. Yeah. So if Matt, so if I believe Matt James, fucked the woman. That absolutely called called black men niggers in high school. Yeah, I absolutely believe that Columbus Short did not did did not let Britney Spears' parents keep him out of the pussy and most likely out of a job. I'm pretty sure he went twice as strong. One hundred. Yes. Yes. And, and that's the other thing that that niggers won't tell you. That niggers. Not only is that not a deal breaker, it it makes us want to it makes us want to fuck even harder. Yeah, he went he went he 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 went in for like he went in for his ancestors after that. You know what I'm saying? And then he and then Columbus Short, from what we know about him now being abusive and batshit crazy, um, 
He's hella vindictive. So I believe he fucked her and wiped his dick on her curtain. Wow. 100%. Or her face. I mean, he probably he was like, I, I am my ancestors' wildest dreams. <laughs> Don't fuck with me. I am not my grandparents. Oh, man. Oh, man. They good old Thomas Jefferson. Oh, man. Fuck. My grandma sat on the back of the bus so I could bustle Britney Spears' Oh and that God. is not the title of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Thanks, Rosa Parks. <laughs> oh, man. We're going to hear about that one. That is, that is wonderful. Because I love of, it. Because of Rosa Parks, I can Superman at home. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Oh my god. Um oh, yeah. <laughs> I am at the bottom of this cup now. <laughs> oh man. Um did we let's see, did I have anything else? Oh my god. Oh, oh, Tanahazi Coates. Oh, so we we were from that <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Coates. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens. That, that's what see. That is experience, <laughs> boys and girls. That is 127 episodes. Wow, <laughs> what a segue. Um, Tanahasi Coates. What did Columbus Short and Tanahasi Coates have in common? <laughs> uh, I meant to put it earlier. Um, they, they both had experience with Superman. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Tanahasi Coates is uh, right. <laughs> This is writing the new Superman movie. On oh, Britney Spears' face. Oh, no! 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 Alright. Alright. I'm back. Oh, man. I had to get that one out. I'm sorry. And so did Columbus Short. Oh! <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh shit. We might oh. be the first people to cancel ourselves. <laughs> oh, man. Oh man, Spike, please, get out of get out of here, Spike. Please keep in mind that we drink. We drink <laughs> on this podcast. That is kind of the centerpiece of this oh, uh, man. experience. Tanahasi Coates is writing a new Superman movie um, with J.J. Abrams producing. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. Interesting. There's been a lot of buzz about the possibility of there being a black Superman. <sighs> Oh man, that's uh, and I think if that happens, that'll be the last straw for for white America. Agreed, agreed. Um, um please don't let it be Michael B. Jordan. That is all we ask. <laughs> that is all we ask. I like Michael B. Jordan. I don't want to see him as Superman. No. I don't want to see him as Superman. Just like I don't want to see Queen Latifah as the Equalizer. And apparently, <laughs> a lot of people didn't want to see that. It would seem so. It would seem so. They're already promoting the equalizer probably all eight episodes that there will be being available on paramount plus <laughs> formerly known as cbs, CBS all access. access i wonder if i'm just grandfathered over because i i have a subscription we'll see i don't know we'll figure it out i don't know um i i don't want to see michael b jordan and everybody keeps just making that assumption because he is 
one of the one of the most high profile black men <laughs> in Hollywood right now. I don't want to see that. You know what I don't want to see? I don't want to see another Superman reboot. I I, I know that sounds <sighs> like I don't want to see people the Superman that. story started over again. I think but see, I think it can be a reboot without us having to go through the whole origin story all over again. And honestly, Man of Steel, we didn't need to see that again then. Because you would have to go, even for people who don't read comic books, even for people who don't know shit about superheroes, you would have to go very far and wide to find someone that doesn't know that yeah. Superman is from a, a dead planet and that Batman got Batman's parents got shot. Yeah, and I, I do like the approach, for example, that Marvel is taking with the new Spider-Man. Well, they have not talked about his origin at all. They just pick right the fuck up. They're like, you got bit by a spider. Let's keep going. Right. They just pick. <laughs> they don't even talk about Uncle Ben. Yeah. Um, which I think is, you know, they allude to Uncle Ben. Yeah. But they don't even talk about that. You just know. At this point, we don't need to see it. And you, yeah, we don't need to see it. We see it a lot of times. We just know. Um, I think they can do a reboot and just pick up. Um, honestly, there have been enough Superman movies to where any one of them or none of them, any one of them can just be relevant in the past or none of them can. What they can he, really do whatever they want. What if he does the kingdom come Superman? Oh shit. They're not ready for that. Mm. They're not ready for mm. Superman to just not give a fuck. You know what? If DC really wanted to get live. They could just do a whole Kingdom Come universe and just start the whole thing over. That like, see, I've always considered Kingdom Come to be Superman for the hip hop heads. Bars, bars. You know what I'm saying? Because it was about Superman not giving a fuck because these new niggas had showed up. You know what I'm saying? And nobody gives a fuck about real bars no more. Uh, I don't think I I, I don't think they're ready for the for the hip hop head Superman. It, it, by the way, did you, well, no, we're gonna get into the after mm. break. Um, so I'm, I'm, I, there's a lot of possibility here. I'll say that. Yeah, there's a lot of possibility here, especially because Henry Cavill, from what I can tell, doesn't want shit else to do with the fuckery in the DC movie universe. I kind of want Cavill to be in this one, but I, would I, like I know that's him not to happening. Be. I never hated him as Superman. I didn't yeah. think he got a lot to work with. He, I didn't think he got a lot of good script to work with. He got Martha to death. Yeah, he did. He got Martha to death. I was not ready to see uh, Diane Lane as an old lady. But you know what? That may all change when this Snyder cut comes, boy. Oh, Four parts, boy. boy I am so. Are they really breaking it up into parts? Four parts, boy. Oh, Christ almighty. It's so, an event. I'm, I'm so burned out on this Snyder Cut shit. Boy, you don't know about the same cuts with different graphics, son. Man, let me tell you something. We're going from orange fire to bluish fire, son. Spike does not like that at all. Okay. <laughs> Spike was not, he was not a fan of that Snyder Cut Get, shit dude, at all. Dude, give me a minute. Give me a minute. He, he's, trying to, he's trying to go outside. Okay. All right. Well, I won't take too long on this. I'm, I'm, I'm very frustrated with this. I'm frustrated with, with DC trying to sell us the same fucking movie for the past four years. Quit trying to redeem the movies that we didn't like and just make a better fucking movie going forward. Do that. Do that. 
just do that. I, I, no one, we didn't ask for. Well, no, some people did ask for this. It's stupid though. I just, I would no, say a lot of people asked for the Snyder cut. <laughs> no amount of extra scenes can fix what's wrong with that movie, which is that at the end of the day, Justice League was about the five most powerful superheroes, the greatest superheroes the world has ever known, being completely fucking useless without Superman. Every problem they had in this fucking movie, Superman fixed it in the last 15 minutes. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what? Y'all can't convince me that Batman beat Superman's ass a movie ago and then couldn't fix the and then couldn't fix some shit without him in the next movie. What the fuck sense does that make? And then Snyder's not doing any more of this shit. There isn't going to be a Justice League Part 2. It's ending on a cliffhanger. So what the fuck is the incentive here? Uh, fan service. <clears throat> okay, fair enough. Having said that, I have HBO Max for free, so I'm probably going to watch it. I'm definitely going to watch it. Because I'm not paying for it. Um, what is it, March 5th? I don't know if it's that soon. March something? 15th, I don't know. maybe? I don't maybe. Know. I don't know. I don't know. March. Yeah, I'll probably end up watching it, I guess. Um, uh, I I stand with Ray Fisher. I'll just I'll just keep that energy. Yeah. Um, we'll take a break here. We'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery. You're listening to Opinions While Black, sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. That's just looking right in my face. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated, and I'm about to pour myself something straight. All right. Walk my damn dogs, because apparently, <laughs> you know, they have shit to say nowadays. They have opinions and shit. No, oh, man, we're done. You can leave now. Thank you. Um, I wanted to give a quick, a quick shout-out, quick birthday shout-out. I believe today is the day. One uh, quick birthday shout out to Lala of uh, Play No Games podcast. I never, I never ask women how old they are because mm. uh, it's a slippery slope. So I just assume you're turning 25 again. There we go. Another lap around the universe. That's all that matters. <laughs> um, I don't know what you're doing this weekend, but be safe. Have a good time. Uh, wear a mask. wear a mask. Wear two. Um. It is time for White People Must Be Stopped. Man, white people have been fucking up lately, man. Let me just tell you. Um, what we got first up? Um, okay, so a follow-up from our Bachelor talk uh, last week. We're still talking about that. <laughs> you know what? As somebody, I have outside that first episode, I have never watched The Bachelor a day in my life or Bachelorette. But I am just, I am intrigued by this whole fuck shit um, for some reason. And maybe it's because a, a a racist white woman is being maligned. <laughs> I'm sure it's a lot to do with it. Always exciting. Always a fun time. Um, the short version, in case y'all didn't know, is that um, one of the contestants on this, on this season's uh, Bachelor has been outed as a racist or a former racist who said 
who um, downed people for dating black men in high school and apparently in college went to antebellum themed parties uh, for some for some white fraternity called Try Hang a Nigga. Um, the Try Hang a Nigga part is not true, but um, so in the in the recent developments. Rachel Lindsay, who is a former bachelorette, I believe she was a contestant and then she was the bachelorette. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, she was the one who gave the interview for the host, for the ex-host Chris Harrison, that where he said all the goofy shit he said and ended up, um, quote unquote, taking a break from the Bachelor. Ah, and so now the fandom. Yes, the Bachelor has a fandom that is called, and I quote, Bachelor Nation. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Bachelor Nation has, uh, Rachel Lindsay has received backlash from Bachelor Nation and has deleted her social media because she was sick of the fuck shit and has had to have her co-host, this, this is interesting, Van Lathan, uh, apparently, they co-host on a podcast called Higher Learning. Mm-hmm. I've I've recently listened to a couple of episodes, and let me tell you, Van Lathan is doing the kind of podcasting that a lot of people wish they were doing or try to do and don't have the range for. Um, and they gel well together and all that. But he basically went on social media to call all of Bachelor Nation a bunch of a bunch of weenies, a bunch of weenies, and a bunch of idiots. Uh, for harassing this woman that had nothing to do with Chris Harrison saying the stupid shit that okay. he said. Um, one, good for Van. Let's go ahead and clap him up. Oh, yeah. Defend these black women. Defend these black women at all turns. Yeah. Um, he's a better man than me. I don't have the range. Van, I don't have quite the range Van has. Um, and I am more. I have more of a predilection to slap the shit out of you. Um, they should they should have just followed our advice and just let him smash. <laughs> just let him fucking and just let him fuck with impunity. I, I I stand I stand tall on this. And let me tell you something else. We've actually we've gotten a statement now from Matt James. Okay. Uh, Matt James has some shit to say about this. Um, he posted. Um, it basically he was defi- First of all, he was defending Rachel Lindsay. Okay. Um, Lifestyle Magazine wants to... No, uh, block this. No, I don't want notifications. I'm really tired <laughs> of the notifications. I'm tired of them asking if I want notifications from one fucking website. No, no I don't. I don't. Google Google has me taken care of. Thank you. My Google feed is fine. Um, uh, Yeah, he has a statement uh, that he posted on Instagram... Uh, I am grateful. I am beyond grateful to have Rachel as a mentor during this season. Your advocacy of BIPOC um, people in the franchise is invaluable. I stand with you and the rest of the women advocating for change and accountability. Um, very nice. Very nice. Um, I'm sure he couldn't dig into into the shit because he's still on contract because. The season is still in flux. Um, he also, let's see, we have 
Okay, he added some statements in on his Instagram feed on Monday before the Hometown Dates episode of the show. Uh, the past few weeks have been some of the most challenging of my life, and while there are several episodes left of the season, it is important that I take the time to address troubling information that has come to light since we wrapped filming, including the incredibly disappointing photos of Rachel Kirkconnell. That's a, that's a mouthful. Uh, and the interview between Rachel Lindsay and Chris Harrison. The reality is that I'm learning about these situations in real time, and it has been devastating and heartbreaking, to put it bluntly. Chris's failure to receive and understand the emotional labor that my friend Rachel Lindsay was taking on by graciously uh, and patiently explaining the racist history of the antebellum South, a painful history that every American should understand immediately, was troubling and painful to watch. As black people and allies immediately knew and understood it was a clear reflection of a much larger issue that the Bachelor franchise has fallen short on addressing adequately for years. The moment has sparked crit critical conversations and reporting, raised, the, raised important questions, and resulted in inspiring displays of solidarity from the Bachelor Nation. It has pushed me to reevaluate and process what my experience on The Bachelor represents, not just for me, but for all contestants of color, especially the black contestants of this season and seasons past, and for you, the viewers at home. I will continue to process this experience, and you will hear more from me in the end. My greatest prayer is that this is an inflection point that results in real and institutional change for the better. Um, hmm. Two things. Two things for me. One, I'm 100% confident that Rachel Lindsay wrote that for him. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was the right thing to say. Yeah. It was the right stance to take. He, def and he definitely did not write that shit it's himself. It's not that I don't think that he is unintelligent. But I think a black woman wrote that for him. Yeah. And in this case, I believe that black woman is Rachel Lindsay, whom he gushed upon uh, quite a bit. Two, I am now more convinced that not only did he pick this girl, <laughs> that he fucked her as well. If left to his own devices, I am convinced that he would have went, okay, look, y'all. I'm on contract. So I can't tell you what happens on the show. But she did suck my dick. Yeah! So, I think his friend, Rachel Lindsay, heard that and said, okay, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Matt. <laughs> Let, let me write down something. Let's, <laughs> let's do, why don't we go through our thoughts bit by bit <laughs> and let's get something better on paper. Yeah. Now, of all the things to come of this, Chris Harrison, who is on break, has been replaced. The new host of The Bachelor is a black man. Emmanuel Acho. Not only, I'm just looking at this picture. Not only is he a black man, they went and got a nigga. He's he's literally half he's of Nigerian descent. They went and got a nigga with facial hair. <laughs> My daddy always said, "Don't never trust nobody that shaves off their beard." Yeah, man. They look dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Emmanuel Acho, he's a he's a former football player. I forgot who he played for. He's a commentator now as well. I yeah, guess. he's a commentator. He 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 uh, dated Yvonne Orgy for a while. That um, didn't last long. I'm looking at this nigga. He. <laughs> Because she's celibate until marriage. 
He ain't doing that shit. <laughs> he ain't doing that shit. Nope. I this you you ain't keeping this nigga out the pussy. He also he also has a uh, as you can see here he also has a um, I think it's a either a podcast or a video series that he hosts that's called Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man, where he talks to white people. Oh, that's a book about. Let me see. Yeah, he but yeah it's it's a it's a book but he also because I've seen him like on a on a set with Matthew McConaughey or somebody. Oh, else. okay. So Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. Yeah, I like it. I like it already. Yeah, it so. went and got a nigga nigga. Far Cry from uh They wouldn't got a motherfucker because they couldn't get uh Damon Young. <laughs> Damon Young hosting the bachelor would be the most it, lit shit I've ever heard of in my life. So what's wild about this is if Terry Crews wasn't who he is now, he would have been hosting this instead. One hundred percent. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean this is he's basically what 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 Terry Crews should have been doing. I just saw an ad in this very article for Terry Crews. I don't even know what the fuck he was selling. All I can tell you is that now the suits have gotten brighter. Mm. The suits have gotten brighter and louder. I don't know what that says about his position on anything now. I, but I can just tell you, he is selling twice as hard to the white man. He's about to grow out his hair and get a conk. <laughs> Superfly. <laughs> like, yeah, baby. Can you dig it, baby? <laughs> Look at that. Um, yeah, I can tell you. They they knew what the fuck they were doing. They knew what the fuck they were doing. And image-wise, this nigga looks like the anti-Matt James. <laughs> Matt James looks like a... Let me tell you something. Matt James looks like a fucking cornball top to bottom. Yeah. I'm saying this, this nigga probably whooped my ass. This is like a cornball top to bottom. This man here, Emmanuel Acho, this looks like a nigga. <laughs> he looks like he is liable to say some nigga shit. And let me tell you something. If he has any kind of say on that set, The Bachelor next year about to get hella niggerish. And I think he's from Austin, Texas. So y'all oh, got a Texas shit. dude on there. Y'all got a y'all got a southern nigga. Y'all got a southern Nigerian nigga with facial hair on the bachelor. It is on and motherfucking popping. Get the fuck out of here. I see you ABC. I see you ABC trying to get lit. This nigga this, let me tell you something. This nigga definitely played the tuba in college. <laughs> when he wasn't playing football. Halftime is game time. This nigga here, this nigga listens to David Banner to this day. David, 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 David. Oh Banner, man, Banner, that Banner, nigga playing that. Boom, boom, that boom, nigga boom. plays like a pimp like right a now. Pimp. Let me also say, from as somebody who grew up in exactly that era, like a pimp is one of the most underrated lit ass songs to play in the club of all time. Yeah. It really should be up there with Nuck If You Buck. Yeah, oof. Woo. It ain't a nigga in it ain't a nigga in the South. It ain't a nigga in Texas that don't know. Cause they know we run trade choo choo all night. Whole club going off. <laughs> Having said all that. <laughs> 
I'm drinking straight now. <laughs> I'm drinking just straight liquor now. You. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is. A, I, I have to say, things are turning around in an interesting manner where they might actually get me to sit down and watch the fucking Bachelor. <laughs> They might get me to sit down and watch The Bachelor next season. I Because I ain't watching it. Because I can just imagine, man, you, Acho going, bro. <laughs> so you saying you didn't, bro? <laughs> bro. Let me tell you what, let, let me tell you what the conversation going to be. So, um, what was your, so what was your first date out? What was your first date like with Sheila? Oh, it was nice, you know. No, just, no, just... that's not how black people review anything. <laughs> it's a very short conversation. So, how was your date with Sheila, nigga? <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know a nigga been the pussy. That's how you know a nigga been the pussy. Nigga, they gotta get another black man. They have to. They have to. They have to get another black bachelor. They're they have to they have to make this season up to us. They're not ready for it. And this nigga is a start. <laughs> I don't know shit about this nigga. I don't know shit about his outlook on shit. Well, he does have Jesus number one in his life. He said if you follow He's one person from the South, that is to get pussy. <laughs> Do you hear what I'm telling you? He's from the South. All the all the niggas in suits have to say Jesus is number one. And he was a football player, so they had to say it all the time. Oh God, they say they say the prayer in the locker room. Friday Night Lights was true, y'all. I just want y'all yeah. to know that too. Yeah. But a lot of shit y'all saw on Friday Night Lights was God on true. It, it, I mean, it was also very strongly based on the truth. Very strongly based on the truth. Slightly racist in the last thirty minutes or so. But um, still but, based on truth. <laughs> still alive, it's true. Um, so good for Manuel Acho. Good for Matt James for standing up for this shit. I still think he's a cornball to his heart. But this is like Carlton Banks learning a little bit of rhythm. <laughs> he's not going to stop doing the Carlton dance. But I can I, I can take it. We can get him on the dance floor when the cha, when the, when the, when the cha-cha slide come on. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so yeah, good for them. Uh, what else we got? Uh, black woman writer... Uh, was fired from Superman and Lois. You know, Superman and Lois is the new CW show on in, in as a part of the Arrowverse. Mm. Um, I was amazed to find out that CW still played <laughs> superhero shows, much less uh, shit from the Arrowverse. The Flash is still a show, bro. Jesse O. Martin, man, Jesse O. Martin looks sick of that shit. <laughs> I just saw the commercial with him in it. Jesse L. Martin looks sick of that shit. Man, if I ain't had these bills, bruh. Bruh. I, I, I'm, I, I, it's not I'm ever going to watch it again except for Candace K. Patton, probably. Still fine. Oh, yeah. Texas. 100%. Um, black woman got fired. Uh, we find this out. They got fired, I guess, in the early uh, writing processes of Superman and Lois because they brought up... Um, they brought up concerns about what was it about uh, the inclusion of black people in the show and their and and their roles in the show. I've watched the first episode. I can tell you there are not many black people. Mm. Um, I mean, I I didn't see them doing any doing or saying anything problematic. But we're probably not going to see an ongoing story arc from you know 
uh, Johnny the the fireman. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and brought up uh, that the the woman characters on the show and that the show itself doesn't necessarily pass the Bechtel test. Yeah. If you don't know what the Bechtel test is, basically it is a way to determine if the show or content you're creating is uh, the the story you're telling is problematic to women. Yeah. And apparently, according to her, it didn't cut mm. the mustard. Uh, a lot of her grievances were ignored and she was let go. Um, not surprised. Not surprised. When they, when they, now on one hand, when they assemble a writer's room for a project like this, that is a part of a larger picture, the car is already built. Yeah. The car is already built. They're just looking for people to drive and maintain the car. What they don't want to hear about is about all the stuff that we complain about. Which is in which is inclusion and diversity. They don't want to hear that shit. They want to meet their mandate. Having said that, if you are going to hire a black woman, you have hired in the public eye. You're according according to as a matter of perception, you've hired that black woman for a specific reason. Because right. you value what she brings to the table. You value what she brings to the table and you value her perspective as a black woman. Having said that, you cannot be on record as to not listening to what a black woman has to say if the perception is that is why you have brought her on. Right. You have to shut the fuck up. And you have to listen. And it seems like y'all couldn't do that. Having having said that, this might be a blessing in disguise. I don't know how I don't know how many black people are really going to be watching this shit, and I don't know how many black people are really gonna are really gonna be concerned about the uh, about the representation of black people in Kansas, Smallville, Kansas, Smallville, man. Kansas. Um, I think it could be. I I think they could be handling they could be handling the optics of this shit a little better. And to be honest with you, uh, Longmire handled this shit the best. Longmire took place in Wyoming. The only other black person in Wyoming is Kanye. Right. And Charles S. Dutton showed up and his first lines were, where are all the black people? Thanks. He lasted for like a season (laughs) or two and we did not see another black person on Longmire since. Like, sir, we're looking at them. (laughs) We're looking. We're looking into the black situation, okay? <laughs> um, so, and and even that, I, you see by the end. And yes, this is a spoiler, but the show's not good enough for y'all to care. Lex Luthor is black. Oh, okay. I mean, black as fuck. Mm. Black, black as fuck. He got some. Other, he got some other nigga in him. Like, like they're, <laughs> like, uh, like, like they got like his people got off the boat a couple of places. Yeah, so he's Emmanuel Acho Black. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. That, yeah, they went and got a nigga. All right. Um, Facial hair and all. Well, it's Lex Luthor, so they okay. they didn't they didn't show his, they they haven't shown his face yet. Gotcha. I I I read the Wikipedia. It's Lex yeah. Luthor. All right. Um. You but you know the back of that bald head. <laughs> um. What else is going on? Um. NYPD has a robot dog. 
that ends well. It, uh, on no level whatsoever. Let me tell you something. Also in the Bronx, right? In the Bronx. They have... Uh, the police department, the NYPD in the Bronx has a robot dog. Let me just say, I'm already not with, y'all know y'all got some of these Google and Samsung home assistants that walk around now and they look like the fucking giant iRobot and Johnny Quest. Mm-mm. Bruh, the movies and, the, and sci-fi writers for decades have been trying to tell us what is going to happen? <laughs> and we keep leaning the fuck forward into it. Maybe we could just make them nice. No. Skynet no. is real, y'all. Stop it. Skynet is real. And the greatest trick the devil ever pulled is convincing the world that he didn't exist. Also, somebody in the Bronx is going to steal that dog. Guaranteed. <laughs> Garen motherfucking T. That dog is going to be making Uber deliveries. <laughs> Go pick up my chopped cheese around the corner. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit! Um, (laughs) And I, I I don't understand. And and of all the people to give a robot dog to, why the fuck would you give it to the NYPD? Of all people, you may as well have given it to the mob. You just the NYPD doesn't need more ways to fuck you up. And getting them the dog from Mega Man ain't helping shit. Like, imagine the first black person to be killed by a robot dog. Like. And then they go turn around and complain that we're mean to them. Yeah. You know, they, they, you know, they tried to get that shit off during, the, during all the protests that we're just being mean and we don't appreciate the NYPD and all that shit. Y'all just don't appreciate that we're trying to, that we are trying to make the streets safer for you with this robot dog. We're doing this for you. And then Skynet shows up and wants us to bow to our new lord and master. Yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. Go fuck yourself. Honestly. Um, send your racist stories, your racist, uh, your racist real life encounters. Oh, you had a thing. You had a thing. Oh, shit. No, mine was just real quick. Um, shout out to everyone. Okay, so <laughs> y'all remember a couple weeks ago, uh, there were reports that Lady Gaga's uh, dog walker was shot by some thieves and her dogs were stolen. I heard uh, this very briefly. Very briefly. Yeah. You know, for, for most people like us, you know, who have regular lives, it's it not. It came a, and went. It came and went. Um, and, I, you know, the thing I remember thinking when it came out was, damn, it's kind of jacked up that they would shoot someone over, you know, a couple of dogs. This is true. The next thing I heard about this story was that. The dogs have been located. There was a $500,000 reward uh, to find out who stole the dogs to begin with. What was not initially included in most of the reports that I saw about it was the status of the person who actually got shot. Which reminded me like... It was like a side note. Yeah, which reminded me like, y'all really don't... Y'all really give a shit about these dogs... More than y'all do people. I say that as a person with 10 dogs. Y'all really give more of a shit. And let me not say that too loud in case my wife hears it. Y'all really give a shit about these dogs more than y'all do actual human beings. Let me tell you something about... about in, in, I don't want to get you in trouble with your wife. She's not here. Okay, cool. All right. The women in these dogs 
are just through the roof, bro. Like, I remember back in college, shout to Euphonic. Uh, I remember when, it, it, I'll just put it this way. It paid to have your best friend be a Sigma when all the women you were attracted to at the time happened to be Zetas. Hmm. And, you know, women, would, when you're with him, they just assume that you're a Sigma. I would tell them, no, I am not a, I am not a Sigma, of course. But they just walk up to you and introduce themselves. Yeah. And the president of the chapter that had just crossed, <laughs> that might be too much information, um, introduced herself. And she was fucking gorgeous. So I got her to go out with me. And she told me this bullshit about she was, about she was late uh, because uh, her dog like ate her phone. I come to find out her dog is big enough to eat her fucking phone. Her dog is a big like Scooby-Doo level Great Dane looking motherfucker. There we go. But... She dressed this dog in like matching clothes. Like legally blonde type shit. She dressed this dog in matching sweaters and uh, sweaters and skirts and shit. It was like, oh yeah, we 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 got matching outfits. We're gonna go see Santa. Goodness. Dogs don't give a fuck about Santa. They really don't. Dogs don't give a fuck who gi- dog gives dogs give a fuck about food. Give me a snack. Let me go outside and piss. The end. And they don't give a fuck if Santa, <laughs> you, Count Dracula, they don't give a fuck who does it. Feed me. Feed me, take me outside, bring me back in, leave me the fuck alone. Let me sleep. That's it. Especially a big motherfucker like that. Mm-mm. Now, having said that, I saw the bite marks on her phone. That was the God's honest truth. <laughs> well, let me tell you, yeah. We gotta stop treating these dogs like human fucking beings. How about that? Mm. That was that was incredible. That was incredible. I was scared of that dog. I ain't fuck with her no more. Still an animal, y'all. Have more compassion for humans, please. Stop letting your dog come in while you're fucking. Put him in the bathroom. Yes, there was that too. I'm going to stay out of that conversation. I'm not doing anything. While Scooby-Doo is in here looking at me, judging me. <laughs> the fuck? Get that Get that fucking dog a sandwich. A whole sandwich. A Subway sandwich. The fuck out of here, man. Now watch me. <laughs> We're going to take a break. We'll be back with the listener letters in the top three STFUs. You are listening to Houston's Most Savage Podcast. I swear to God, we're getting more savage by the week. <laughs> Not good for my political career. This might be the episode we get canceled. <laughs> I still got the password. <laughs> Pour up. And we are back. Mm. We are black. Yep. We are opinionated, and wouldn't you know it, I am drunk. No shit. Oh my god. You don't say. Um Let me just let me it's okay. You know what? No, I'm not gonna say anymore. That'll get us in more trouble. Uh it's time for the listener letters. Alright. Uh 
Not much, uh, not much to unpack this week. Let's see, Jermaine Charles. I assume you're already going to weigh in on this back and forth between Charlemagne and Lakeith. We got that yep. check. Uh, Hal Allen, Hal H. Allen, best famous black actor or actress. Black, fa- oh, best black famous actor. Okay, black famous is an actor or actress who black people instantly recognize, but others don't know about. Ah, this was a thing okay. a while ago. I do remember this. People who are black famous. Yeah, black famous. Gotcha. Um, hmm. uh, uh, Jennifer, what's her name? Jennifer Holiday. Hudson? Gen- no, 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 no. Jennifer Holiday. And I'm telling you. Yeah. We all know her. Wow. That was Is that a qu- the one? Is Jennifer Hudson? Is Jennifer Holiday? Well, Jennifer Hudson is is young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, everybody knows Jennifer Holiday. Dang, Blackish, that, right? I'm, I'm talking about the right one. Yes, Jennifer Lewis. Jennifer Lewis. Jennifer thank Lewis. You. Yes. It's like, there's okay. three Jennifers. Sorry. Y'all. Okay. Uh, yeah, Jennifer Lewis. Everybody, everybody immediately knows her as the mother or grandmother in something. The auntie. And on social media, everybody wants to come over to her house and sing with her. Yeah. Okay, that's actually a good one. Yeah. Um, now, for a male actor, um, see, I wasn't prepared for this question. That's actually a very good question. Um, actor that black that all black people know that white that white people only like black famous Keith David. Very good. That's a very good one. Keith David. If you've never even if you've never seen Greenleaf, I assure you you grew up watching Gargoyles. You know his voice. You know his voice from something. Yeah. That's a good one. Look at that, man. See, you were ready for this one. I was not. I was gonna say Morris Chestnut. But Morris Chestnut is black famous. I yeah. agree. That's another one. Yeah. That's a good one. I, I mean I would say anyone who starred in one of the hood movies in the nineties is still black famous. Mike uh, Epps. Well, for better or worse, you got to be famous. For... <laughs> uh, um, yeah, Keith David is probably the yeah. Of I like that. One. That's that's a good one. Yeah, Keith David, Jennifer Lewis. That you know, um, if you want to, if you want to go deeper, if you're if you're a child who survived the '90s, Irma P. Hall. She was Big Mama. Everybody knew Big Mama. Oh. I never knew her name. Yeah. Big Mama. Okay. Low key. Not a lot of people remember this one. She was also Shaq's mom in Steel. Wow. <laughs> and if you don't remember that, I don't blame you. <laughs> right? Trying to forget. That means that hopefully you didn't see it. That Yeah. You didn't miss anything but maybe Ray J's terrible haircut. Yeah. I'll, I will back you on those answers. Um, This is a strange one. Marisha Johnson... Of uh, Black Alert podcast. Okay. Uh, you know, niggas in Star Trek. Um, did James T. Kirk have some tig old biddies? <laughs> what? <laughs> this is my first time reading that one. No, man. What? What? Okay. Did no, no. Jim Jim Kirk did not have tig old. Now, did Jim Kirk see some tig old biddies? One hundred percent. As a fan of the original series, Jim Kirk saw some. Shape, all shapes, sizes, and colors. And quantities per, per, per yes. woman. Yes. <laughs> I'm, yes. I'm fairly certain there's got to be a deleted episode 
that got floated because a lot of problematic shit got floated in the in the in the uh, or the OG series and the Next Generation series. Yeah, that just did not cut the mustard. I am convinced at one point there was an episode. Kirk fucked a woman with four titties. I'm gonna say there's a lot of blue three eyed kids floating <laughs> in space who don't know who their daddy is. <laughs> my mama says my daddy's name is Captain Kirk. Fuck out of here, kid. There's a lot of kids with that name. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of cap. It's a lot of Starfleet captains with that name. Go to go somewhere. Yeah. Nah. You know. I. You know what? Speaking of Star Trek, I learned another thing that I didn't. That I didn't know. Well, no, it's not. It's not a thing, but. The evidence is very strong that on uh, Next Generation, Wesley Crusher was really supposed to be Captain Picard's bastard, but they chickened out mm. mid-season wow. and got him the fuck out of there. <laughs> I heard that somewhere. I heard that somewhere. And remembering, remembering Next Generation, the evidence is strong. Mm. I just want to put that out there. That... Yes, y'all. Captain Picard was fucking dude. Look, man, if you're on space on a five-year mission um, to go boldly where no man has gone before, look, your, your options are out there. There were, only, there were only two women on that ship. Yeah, I'm just like... There were only two main character women on that ship, and, and they all look Riker like, was clearly fucking the other Like They all look like the big piece of chicken, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Big piece of chicken. The big piece of chicken. <laughs> you know, people people were shocked <laughs> at the intimate moment that James Kirk and Yahura had. Right? James was like, we on this bitch for five years. Fam. And even in the updated one, when Chris Pine figured out that Spock was fucking Uhura, he was so offended and disgusted. Hey. Spock said, buy your business. And Spock was like, I hit it first. <laughs> Look, and, and going back to the original point that we always make, like, fucking supersedes racism. Like, listen, people, people will throw away all their bigotry, <laughs> anything that they have against anybody over some ass. Listen, listen. If y'all um, want to solve racism... Let people fuck. Fucking. Fucking. Fucking will heal the world. I'm convinced of it. It must. It. I, yeah, it's true. No, James C. Kirk did not have some big old, some uh, tick old uh, bitties, but he definitely saw some tick old yeah, bitties. I, I forgot what the original question was. Thank but. you very much, uh, Marisha. Thank you very much, Marisha. Uh, um, if, if you are interested in um, nigga, nigga opinions on Star Trek, uh, listen to Black Alert podcast let's go um i'm pretty sure I, I hope i got that name right uh don't slap the shit out of me i'm almost caught up on discovery so oh i still got i still haven't finished season two i'm getting there i gotta finish season two these seasons are long I'm, I'm loving it though and yeah. yeah they are long but they're worth it yeah and congratulations on your pending nuptials uh marisha uh, thank you, thank you all for your contributions this week. All right. Uh, opinions, opinions while black at gmail .com is the way to get in touch with us, or visit the new and improved opinions while black .com. Um, y'all know the vibes. Um, time for the top three STFUs. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Shut up. Number three, 
Number three is a joint shut the fuck up. I haven't done these in a while. Mm. Boozy badass and everyone else who has a problem with either Sierra or Lori Harvey. (laughs) Y'all, this shit got to stop. This shit has to fucking stop. Two things have to stop. Y'all be insult y'all y'all and your sodium content level over Sierra and Lori Harvey having their choice of quality niggas. And two Or just having choice at all. Or two We have to stop we have to stop we have to stop making boozy the poster child of anything. We have to we look, I'm part of the generation that most benefited from independent. I am part of the generation that was outside uh, primarily for Wipe Me Down. And I am here to say, unequivocally, we have to have a conversation about the fact that independent and Wipe Me Down were not worth the fuck shit we have to listen to from Boozy every fucking week on Vlad TV. By the way, hashtag stop listening to Vlad. Stop talking to Vlad. That right there should tell you that something is awry. Any rapper who goes out of their way to talk to Vlad as 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 often as Boozy Badass does is wrong about something. If not everything. Probably everything. So right there, we have to make a we have to we have to come together and make the decision that if Boozy agrees with you on anything, you are wrong. <laughs> And him talking cash shit about Lori Harvey, who I'm convinced is who I'm convinced at this point is probably like half his age. Boozy's mad old. He just—I mean—he looks drug old too. Like, <laughs> man, I, how like how the fuck? How old is Boozy? Got to be mad old. I don't know how old Boozy is, but he's definitely too old to be all in this woman business. And talking about she's been passed around over months. No, she hasn't. She had a pretty long term relationship with Michael B. She has a pretty long term relationship with Michael B. Jordan, uh, who Steve Harvey doesn't like, so he's already okay with me. <laughs> he had a long term relationship with she. She had a long term relationship with Future. However, the fuck that works. She survived it. She should be commended. She had a relationship with Diddy. Mm-hmm. A long term public relationship with Diddy, mm-hmm. and also a long term public relationship with Diddy's son. However that works, that's is... that between the three of them. I'm sure they made a lovely thruple. Uh, wait, who was she with? She was with, who was she with just before Mike B? Future. I feel like, yeah, Future. Okay, okay. I mean, again, y'all y'all should commend her for being a survivor. Yeah, and it's weird. Y'all don't have this. Y'all don't have all this to say about Megan and Partisan Fontaine. Like most of y'all have more acquaintances than that in like a month 100 percent. and y'all are y'all are i I, the problem is people a lot of people just have a a problem with women having choice and and remember this also in order for them to be in a relationship there has to be a mutual decision reached 100 so it's not just her entering into relationships with people they enter it with each other, honestly, I, y'all need to be taking taking notes. I'm yeah, I'm I'm really just kind of confused. Like now, 
does she take way too many fucking selfies? Sure. Y'all, y'all probably, you know, y'all don't have a problem with, 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 with Lori and Mike B and, and all these little weak captions that they have, you know, these little flowery captions. Oh, we're so in love and all this and Bay and all that shit. Jordan, Jordan and Carl getting on my nerves too. They are. They they get they get a little sappy. He he's watching that ass though. It's true. It's true. No, he's doing what he's supposed to do. <laughs> I'm just telling you the optics. You can they getting a little sappy. Uh, well, no, that's in, oh no, never mind. That's insensitive because he did all that to sell to to make her feel. You know, this is the anniversary of her dad's death. So, no, that was insensitive. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah. Is it a little is is watching Mike and Lori a little nauseating? Yeah, sure. Is it something that is it something to be hanging this motherfucker out the window for? No, is and, it our and, business? As no. long as we're talking about it, Sierra and Russell, y'all got to shut the fuck up about that too. Y'all have called this man a fucking simp. This man, all this man said was that his biggest fear was losing Sierra, was losing his woman. <clears throat> his biggest, he's rich. He ain't got the same shit to worry about that we do. He is rich. He's accomplished. He's successful. And he seems to be in a very satisfying and healthy relationship with the woman that he loves. If he doesn't play football ever again, he is still filthy, disgustingly rich. The only thing he has to fear is losing his family. There's nothing wrong with a man worshiping his wife. My God, it has been so long since y'all have seen a healthy relationship where somebody at where somebody loves somebody so much, the thought of losing them is painful. Y'all can't wait to get rid of these motherfuckers y'all be with. Oh, don't don't let it be don't let it be April or May. Y'all can't wait to get yeah. rid of these. when when it comes down to y'all can't wait to get rid of these motherfuckers. And turn around and have a hot girl, hot boy summer and all that shit. This summer, and I, you know what, I actually thought about that the other day because um, um, the UK released its guidelines for opening up. Um, they're opening up incrementally through June and they they anticipate that in June, I think the date is June 22nd. Okay. Everything will be open in the UK. Oh, shit. Um, if the US takes a very similar approach, this summer will be unbearable there will be first of all i'm, I'm just walking dead just just to prepare y'all now and i don't mean to get too far off track but this yeah. is a very important point to make it is just to prepare y'all now when the u.s starts to open up again a lot of y'all are going to find out just how strong your relationships actually are There are going to be a record number of single people come summer if if things start to open up Yo, man, some I know some of you niggas, and I know some of you women personally, and I know how sick y'all are. Yeah, that motherfucker across the bed. I know how sick y'all are. I know y'all jump, y'all jump in these groups and talk about them like a dirty dog. And it's just March, and the numbers look like this. Mm. And if we get lucky and niggas act right for another month. And we get a million people a day vaccinated. They're they're going for like a million a yeah. day or something. Get a million people a day vaccinated, and then like May, June, 
them hot days, hurricane season starting, mm. all your mother, all y'all motherfuckers gonna be pregnant. Yeah, all y'all gonna be pregnant in Tulum. In Tulum, colonizing <laughs> the fuck out of Tulum. So y'all gonna colonize Greece next? I'm telling you. Yeah. So I'm just saying, y'all don't 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 try to shit on Lori and, and Sierra when in just a couple of months. Y'all about to be doing the same. Y'all about to be doing everything that y'all y'all are uh, accusing them of doing, with less impunity because y'all can't afford it. Yes, with much less money, far less money, and 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 maybe some of y'all with some, and maybe some of y'all with some paternity cases out there. I say y'all, a lot of y'all going to be in Planned Parenthood. Man, that's problematic for me to say, but it's true. Let me tell you, it's it's over for some of y'all. Some of y'all didn't see it coming. I, I'm telling you, some of these mothers now. Shout out to my girl, man. Shout out to my girl Courtney out there in Atlanta. She tells everybody all the time. She didn't see it coming. She was out there. She was out there not in Atlanta in Georgia. Um, Same she, thing. I mean, <laughs> she's not in the lit part. <laughs> um, in Georgia, let me tell you something. She she always tells people she didn't see it coming either. And lo and behold. A man and a baby. Boy, I tell you, we never thought we'd see today. Congratulations. Congratulations, by the way. I love you to death. Also, we have to, we have to salute our, our other friend, Ooh. our other Courtney. Oh, yeah, yeah. They got married in a snowstorm. Yeah, yeah. That was, uh, I was supposed to stream that wedding, actually. They wanted, people, they wanted to be married bad. Well, they were, they were also already out there. And they paid for all that shit. Yeah. I, so, yeah, they had to have it, what, in the hotel room? Yeah. That shit made the New York Times. Made the New York Times, which is wild. Yeah. So, yeah salute to uh, Courtney and Jeremy. Let uh, me tell you what the, other, what the other thing is. That article definitely says she met dude while she was on a date with his friend. You ain't never, that, that's made, man, you ain't never going to be able to tell the click the comments girl shit ever again. They taking that shit and run with it. Fuck his friend. Hashtag fuck his friend. I hear you, Dan. I hear you, Danny. I know. I know how you think. You're not fooling me. I know how you think. Oh man, you ain't fucking my friend. I mean, she ain't fucking me either. No, I'm just playing. She ain't fucking me either. But I just, I'll be damned. I'd be damned. These niggas, these niggas are comfortable in their in they manhood. Boy, let me tell you. Yeah, I was, I was, I was glad to see it happen. Um, I, I remember all the conversations from that day, um, and, and it was a difficult decision to, yeah, you know. But it was literally, it was the day before, it was the day that the winter storm was was starting, and if yep. and if any of us would have been out there, we probably wouldn't have been able to drive back home until like Wednesday. I ain't getting stuck nowhere with no newlyweds. Fuck that. Yeah, imagine being in the in the room next to them. No, you just there by yourself. No, nope, 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 nope. With basic cable. Oh fuck no, <laughs> no. Banging on it. How open this mini bar? <laughs> shit. Can you consummate your shit next week though? <laughs> and then the power goes out. Oh shit. And they still in there. Oh, anyway, Boozy and everybody else who got a problem with Lori Harvey and Sierra got to shut the fuck up. That's shut my point. Up. Number two is Danny Lay. Oh, man. Danny Lay hasn't said anything crazy this week, but it's the whole post the baby rollout. 
where she got where 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 she got a stunt extra hard in every post now. You know, oh, she did that shit where she was talking about. Oh, he gonna be in my. Oh, he gonna be in my mentions. He gonna be in my mentions when he see this post. Breakup Twitter is is uh, always annoying to me. <laughs> I swear it is. He doesn't know what he missing out on. Y'all and y'all think that's a sub. That's what gets me. Y'all don't know a real one when you see it. Oh my god! What? Oh, what? What? One won't do the next one will. I'm manifesting everything I want in a man in the next one. Let me tell y'all a secret. The next one ain't doing it, or they wouldn't be posting about it. Meanwhile, breakup Twitter for dudes is. I'm finna get my dick sucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't ever run for office. So. Danny Lay is out here. And don't get me wrong, she looked good. So I'm happy she's out here. I'm happy for her. But she can't convince me that this is for the baby. <laughs> this is for us. This is for us. She's trying to win back the good favor of the people who listen to her, uh, the people who listen to her music who she disrespected. Uh all in the in the interest of that nigga who don't give a fuck about her. Mm. You're not trying to you're not trying to win his attention back. You're trying to win our our attention back. I can now. I like Danny Lay's music. I I'm sad that she played herself like this because I actually really enjoyed that last album she put out. Mm-hmm. But I can look. But as a nigga, I can tell you we can look at you all day and never listen to your shit ever. Right. right. Not once. It's a lot of Kiki Palmer got music out here. She look good in the motherfucker. You can't name three people. You can't put you can't put enough people in a room for a space game that have heard and listened to <laughs> and know Kiki Palmer's music. <laughs> Niggas can look at you all day yeah. and not give a fuck about your content. Let me tell you. It's it's true, and if we could do that with regular people that we see every day, we could definitely do it with your annoying ass. Yes. So Danny Lay got to shut the fuck up. Shut up. And the number one person who should shut the fuck up is none other than Kristen Scott, um, Byron Scott's daughter-in-law. All right. <laughs> this sounds like something I'll definitely need some background on. Okay. So. Basketball wise, I I knew it. <laughs> basketball wise, the past, the thing you have to know about basketball wise is that the is, is that the past two seasons, this one and last and last season, have been mostly about um, a a woman who is a Nigerian football player, mm-hmm. former football player now, uh, named OG. OG is attractive. I'm I you know and. So the thing and the thing about OG is that she came on the show, which is already mainly uh, vapid, dumb, light-skinned women, mostly. Um, and they kind of dragged her because not only is she Nigerian, she's like, you know those, you know the proud Nigerians that wear like actual Nigerian garb to their, like when you come over to their house and shit. Yeah, she one of them. And good for her. Now, um... Is this her? Yes. Oh, yeah. She's also engaged to and probably never marrying Kwame Alexander. Um, and... Yeah, she looks like the original woman. Yeah. And she buffed in the motherfucker. She like she will slap your soul out of your body. She'll beat the shit out of every one of them women. Look at her shoulders, bro. Bruh. 
And so they would say shit about her, and she was real about it. She didn't try to fight nobody, but she was real about it. It was like, no, keep her, keep the same energy. Say what the fuck you said. Oh, Malaysia. Hi, Malaysia. <laughs> She's so fine. Anyway, um, the problem now. The problem here is anytime she stood up for herself, they characterized her as violent and aggressive. This is laughable on a show where Evelyn Lozada has been has has had complete impunity to wild the fuck out on any and everybody she feels like and actually beat up Chad Ochocinco. But they let her make it all the time and it doesn't look good when you call, when you when you characterize a dark-skinned woman as an angry black woman and you and you seem to let Evelyn make it when she is in no when she is in fact in no way black but she seems to think she is because she's adjacent to she has been adjacent to several African American genitals. <laughs> now, this season has been about them confronting the issue of OG calling everybody out on their colorism mm-hmm. bullshit, which is which is valid. Yeah. Kristen Scott is also dark-skinned. She is not unattractive either. Kristen Scott is dark-skinned, but has fixed her mouth several times to say that OG is overreacting and that she too is a dark-skinned woman and nobody has ever said anything questionable about her. You know why that is, Kristen? Because you can't fight. Because <laughs> they don't. Because them. Because them women ain't afraid of you. Because they know you too chicken shit to stand up to them. Yeah. Because you too chicken shit and you ninety pounds. And Shawnee O'Neal could probably knock the shit out of you. Nobody's afraid of you. That's the difference. OG is a football player. She's a football player who stands up for herself. She hasn't laid hands on one of these women. She hasn't laid hands on one of these women, but she's confident. And she's not going to take shit off of you. And she's going to tell you to keep the same energy and say what you said before. Right. Which is which is completely new and taboo to a, to a, a house full of to a house full of uh, light-skinned or light-skinned adjacent women who only know shade and talking behind each other's backs. They never had nobody come up to them and say, say what you said. I want to hear it again. Which is some nigga shit. <laughs> and Krista Scott really fixed her mouth. Now, it turns, now, the great thing about OG is that she's always had receipts. And this time she has receipts in that um, she kept trying to express that there were things that were that would be said that didn't make it on the episode, that didn't that didn't make it on certain episodes. There were things that got edited out. There were things that the producers would egg on, and now she has receipts because she kept her phone on and recording during one of the episodes hmm. while they were filming and talking about the colorism issue. And we have recordings now that Kristen Scott actually fixed her mouth to say that it what that maybe it's not necessarily about skin color, but it's about features. Basically pointing to OG's prominently African features, which is just not something you can do in 2021. I can't believe these women are so stupid that they don't get it. They've had a year to get it. Y'all ain't been nowhere. Read a fucking book. Y'all don't read anything about the history of colorism? Y'all know what the paper bag test is? Y'all know what the angry black woman syndrome is? Y'all know none of that shit? 
Y'all grown women. What 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 this really comes down to is you should not discount you should not discount the experience of others based on your experience only. So, for example, um, I've I've dealt with you know me being throughout most of my life from third grade on being in many cases the only black person in the room, so to speak. Um, there are a number of microaggressions that I've that I've been aware of and, and have experienced that I may or may not have reacted to. Um, there are other people, other black people that I know that have experienced more outright and overt instances of racism that I have. Um, I, I will say there are people who have experienced a lot more racism than I have. And when they, you know, when we talk about it and they say, yeah, I've experienced this, 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 and that, I don't, I don't listen to them and go, well, that's only because of this or only because of that. Because I'm very aware that my particular circumstances might lead to me having a different experience from other people. But I also know very well that the same things that they are judged by, I can also be very easily judged by, even when it comes to things like colorism. So if someone who is in this position, like OG, and if I understand this correctly, says that, that they believe that their experience is one way because of colorism, you need to eat that and, and understand it. Like that's, that's what it is. Don't try to, don't try to say it's something that's not just because your experience is different because you're not perceived as a threat. I'm not only a black man, I'm a big black man. Right. So I, I can only imagine um, the things that people have, have said or inferred about me. You know, I, I my previous manager would even say that it, it and she and I had a discussion about it that whenever she was interviewing people to come work in our department, she's not a racist person, but, but she had to talk with me before she did that. She said, I want people when they come into interview to interview two very different people. Correct. Um, she, her first, the first person she would bring in was a, uh, a very small type a, uh, you know, petite white woman who's very chatty and very talky. Mm-hmm. And then I would come in. And the main thing that she was looking for is if anyone had just like a reaction to me coming in and and having a, you know, a disposition to be, to feel intimidated by me. Correct. Because that's not someone that she would want on the team. Again, she and I had a discussion about this beforehand because, you know, we were, I, we both had to make it clear that I wasn't being exploited. And also I interviewed that person and ultimately I was the one that decided whether or not they could rock with us. Fair. Um, and there were people that we interviewed that I could tell when I walked in. There was one guy who was visibly shaking, and his hands were clammy and wet. Oh shit! When I came in, um, and I even disarmed him by, you know, I, I kind of joked about it a little bit towards the end of it. And he was like, "Yeah, when when you came in, I thought, you know, I thought you were like, uh, you know, I, I thought you, it, I thought you were like." He was about. I know he was about to say something like the enforcer or something like that. Right. He's like, I thought you were like the 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 you know like the senior manager or something. And I was just real nervous about it. I was like, sure, okay, you know. And I immediately told my manager, I was like, yeah, we're not rocking with him. Oh um, wow. You know because people and the thing is, 
you just have to be aware that everyone, even though everyone's experience is different, if someone says it is what it is, then that's what it is. Then it is what it is. And let it be that. But, and and just just as a matter in in twenty twenty one, as a matter of solidarity, it it is so oblivious and ridiculous for you to throw another for another dark skinned woman under the bus over a situation over a over an issue as serious as colorism. Mm-hmm. Just so you can, just so you can stay sitting at the at at the mean girls table, because yeah. that's what it's all about. Yeah, you threw another person under the bus for status, and that is peak trash. That's peak trash. And honestly, I I don't want to get into all the histrionics of past seasons of basketball wise, but I can just say of all the airheads on this show, she is the airiest of the airheads. Wow. I tell, I've never seen somebody. Every time she's parenting her kids, she look at them like a stranger. <laughs> Come back, baby. What do I do? What do I do? She's walking. She's walking. What do I do, guys? I don't want to get in all that. Yeah. But in a in a TV show, so uh, in a TV show that is basically about vapid, airheaded, dumb women, you are the dumbest. You're the dumbest. And not only are you dumb, you're a dumb sellout. Shut the fuck up, please. At your Shut earliest up. convenience. Shut a heaping helping bowl of the fuck up. Shut up. Go to Sam's Club. Get you the little get, get you the box that looks like two cereal boxes worth. And shut that up. Shut up. Use the promo code from the box. Shut the fuck up 30 days before it, go, before it goes to Netflix. Shut up! Shut that the fuck up. <laughs> You're ridiculous. You're ridiculous and shame on you. You just know when somebody... You know, when you're married, you, when, when people are married, you just know which one's the hostage. And and her husband and her uh, father-in-law, clearly the hostages in that family. Is Byron Scott on that show at all? Byron Scott was. Damn. Uh, the 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 woman he ended up marrying, they oh they went through it, they went through it. She couldn't take that shit no more. She was attractive. She had she had a nice job. She was a sweet lady and everything. And then Evelyn came out and started calling her Ling Ling and shit. And sure enough, when they got married, this I'll tell you how horrible Kristen Scott is. She was not allowed at his wedding. And his son, Thomas, had to not go to his wedding in solidarity. It was like, if any, if you and any of them bitches is coming, is coming to this wedding, no. Y'all got to stay the fuck at home. And if you taking up for it, you got to stay the fuck at, you gotta stay the fuck at home with her too. So his son is the hostage. Wow. The hostage, clearly. Wow. You got to stay the fuck at home. <laughs> and they, they happily got married and none of them were there to see it. Damn. Even your son. D. Randall, have we done a podcast? You. <laughs> yes, we have. That, I, I mean, that's just an insight to how terrible a motherfucker can be. <laughs> I I could never imagine falling out with my kid. Yeah. Falling out with my kid's girl so hard that he got to stay home for my wedding. Wow. My God, that was too much. 
That was too much. That's what we do. And this show is almost done. Because they can't mm. find they can't find any young women to replace them and age them out that are actually interesting. <laughs> so this I honestly thought last season was gonna be the end. I honestly thought last season was gonna be the end because they played themselves over this shit. This show has gone on much longer than I thought it would. Ten seasons. Wow. I think like ten nine or ten seasons. That's yeah, it, it, and it needs to be the end. They've come around so full circle that Shawnee is actually allowed to say Shaq's name <laughs> on air. <laughs> wow. The statute of limitations, the statute is, of limitations is up. Wow. Evelyn can say Chad's name and Carl's name. Wow. And Shaq's name. Um, <clears throat> thank you, guys. This has been a wonderful episode. Thank you for, going, for, for coming with us on this, on this journey. 127 episodes in the can. I got some stuff planned for the future, but it's really again, and it, it, it's it is. I hate this pandemic. It's really just a matter of kind of seeing what the vibes are, yeah. Pandemic wise, and if y'all are gonna act right and sit the fuck down, we're getting there. Yeah, we're getting. But there. we're getting there. I really don't want to have to do 150 alone. With like just the two of us, like we might be doing 150 and 100 at the same time. at the same damn time. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I, I, I have a feeling, I have a feeling we're going to be able to do it. All right. I, I, I have a good feeling. I have a good feeling that things are going to change in Harris County and we're going to be able to do it. So everybody raise your hands, do the spirit bomb, uh, channel common sense into your area and we'll see what happens. Um, we're going to be back next week. Like I say, we're here to help you all get through this, man. Uh, we'll be back next week with more foolishness and fuckery. Y'all know the vibes. Uh, until then, this has been episode 127 of Opinions Wild Black. Yep. I have been Oz. I am still D. Randall. And as always, forever in parting, titties. <laughs> <laughs>